my allegiance is to you and you alone. Then you must prove it. Darth Maul alive? It can't be. I killed him myself. We will be even more powerful than Lord Sidious. Excellent. Let the games begin. Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. Of course I know him. He is me. <laughs> Andrew Shepard. Dos Vedania. Drew Shepard. I didn't... What What did you just say? Dos Vedania. Dos Vedania. Is that from the, the episodes this week? No, it's, it's Russian, but I mean, it could no. be. I don't know. <laughs> Well, what are you in such a hurry for? All right. Well, uh, we may have some uh, some listeners that will appreciate what Drew said, <laughs> not what Cliff said. It's <laughs> <laughs> rushing. What the hurry is? <laughs> oh, my favorite is when somebody when I'm in the kitchen and somebody's like, "What Jamaican?" Yeah. Like, no, I'm, no Jamaicans here. <laughs> Uh, so I nearly escaped death this week, guys. I haven't told either one of y'all this. I don't think. Well, maybe I told Drew, actually. There was a tornado that went right beside my office while I was there on on Tuesday. It was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and all of a sudden the rain just starts, just torrential downpour. Like, you know where when it thunders and it's a bad storm, it's just like, boom. And then you wait a couple seconds and boom. And you wait a couple seconds and boom. This was just like a constant boom. <laughs> but I don't think it was a tornado. I think it was actually thunder that was going. I don't know. You know, looking back, maybe that was the tornado. But a tornado went right beside my office, caused a ton of property damage. Um, I spent the entire next day just calling calling all my clients that live in land and checking on them uh, from home. I didn't actually go into the office and then ended up that no one was hurt in the whole city. At least no, nobody that was reported. No serious injuries. I'm sure there was a lot of minor stuff, but no serious injuries that resulted from the tornado and no deaths. So good news there. But it was pretty wild. Pretty wild. Didn't see it. Uh, I had some clients that claimed they saw it. I don't know if it was true or not, but uh, maybe they were just telling stories. <laughs> not I'm listening to this podcast. I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> safe there. There's no chance. Zero chance. <laughs> I heard about that I, on the radio. I don't work with those kind of clients. Uh, you heard, heard about, about it on that the radio? radio, but you know, and it was funny because they were talking about it. And one of the radio hosts was saying, well, you know, I, I'm new to this area. Don't they have sirens or something? They're like, nope, not in Florida. You know, they do in the, you know, Midwest and right. uh, even yeah. some of the Southeast. I know in Nashville they do, but they're like, in Florida, do y'all have tornado warnings? Like, no, no, we don't. We have hurricane yeah. warnings, you know, the news. But Well, my, my assistant got a notification on her phone. And so I heard that, but I always, it's always just me and her in the office. And I, I heard, um, I heard it from the other room. And so I was like, well, what was that? She said, well, there's a tornado warning. It's like a tornado warning, really? That means that like somebody spotted a funnel or something, right? So it's not like a watch. It's like, no, it's it's time. Take shelter. So I looked it up to make sure, and sure enough, it, it was like that. And we're both just standing by the window staring out like, what's going on? And uh, I, I felt kind of irresponsible. So it's like, maybe I should be, maybe I should be a leader here. I, I really wanted to just go outside and like look around. <laughs> but I was like, if, if, uh, you know, that's not very responsible. So I went back to the conference room and sat down and just kind of like, well, I'm going to be back here. I don't know if you want to come back here and join me or not, but there's no windows in here. So, uh, and she didn't, she just stayed out there and watched it. But good leadership, you know, <laughs> right on, <laughs> but we didn't die. Didn't die. Uh, a lot of down branches. Um, and actually, on the way home today from work, I grabbed a couple of stumps from some tree that had fallen where they cut it up. And I was like, these are cool. I'm going to put these in my yard. So I, I got something good out of the tornado, really. A couple of stumps. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I might just burn them in a fire at some point. Um, I might regret taking them. I don't know. But 
but they looked cool. So I was like, I'm going to get these stumps, take them with me. Drew, what's new? I love how you're just taking stumps. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I took them. Uh, you'll see them next time here because they're right in front of my driveway. So next time you come over, you'll see them. I don't know what's going to grow, but it's going to be a surprise to all of us when it does. So, <laughs> oh no, it's like a big, like a big tree stump thing. You know, not just I don't, I don't know what you're thinking, like a big section of a tree trunk. Oh no, no, that you could like sit on or something. Nothing's going to grow. Well, I mean, you. Don't, I'm not planting it. <laughs> oh, you're not planting. I thought you were going to no. try and plant it. And like, oh, no. let's see if an oak tree grows. No, it's like a cross section of a tree. Um, okay. I wish it was about double the height that it was because they'd be the, they'd be like perfect seat height then, and we could put them out by our fire fire pit and pack. But but they're not, so I don't know. I'm, I might just burn it, or I might just it'll honestly it'll probably sit exactly where I set it for like two years, and I'll be like, why why did I do that? I probably set it on a flower that was planted there and won't grow up now, and I don't know. We'll see. I can't wait to slowly move it like an inch every time I come over and see how long it takes you to notice. <laughs> but so one thing i have just discovered that i really enjoy watching johnny carson and the late night show i yeah i've recently been introduced to that and if you have never watched that i know a lot of you know i've heard my parents and grandparents say oh johnny carson was the best and i'm like okay whatever but I actually have really started enjoying some of those things. Um, my father-in-law likes him. And so we'll watch him sometime and just, and it's a blast. Like him and Ed McMahon, they're bantering. Um, the guests that they have on there, it's, it's, it's really fun because it's back in, you know, obviously it's back in time, but it gets you the idea to see of how so much of what we see now actually in entertainment got started and so many of the stars that that we know about just getting to see them interact you know the old classic stars um so it's been a lot of fun so my recommendation for this week is if you get the chance find a good episode and just sit down and enjoy cool i i have literally no idea who johnny carson is no picture in my mind Okay, are we talking like black and white? Do we have color TV by the time Johnny Carson was around? Who, who are we dealing yeah, with? Yeah, for the newer stuff. Um, I mean, he was, I think he did from the 50s, 60s um, to the 80s, late okay. 80s, somewhere there. So, I mean, he was on for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. I've, I've never really been in, you know, John and I have liked Conan O'Brien in the past. Yeah, he's fun. Um, and that's about the only light, late night show that I've ever really gotten into. And even then, it was just like here and there, I might watch a little bit. But It was the, it was the best when he was getting canceled and moved to a different yes. time and was having all the jabs at the network and like he's still on the air and being sued and like all this crazy stuff was going on. That's when Conan was my favorite. Yeah. Because uh, it was like, that's when the jokes were like, this is legit, just like jabbing at his employers. Uh, right. I, I kind of have seen little clips of him doing the same thing to his employees. And I think it's, that's funny. Honestly, yeah. most of my Conan O'Brien exposure has been watching little YouTube clips that come out. And I think they're, they're probably still coming out every now and then I'll go hunt them down and, and watch them. And, and it's pretty funny. Clueless gamer pulled me in, you know, I, some of that was really funny for a while. Okay. Hang on. My wife's here to get the baby monitor, I think. So <laughs> we interrupt this podcast for, <laughs> And I'm not editing, okay? I don't want to edit. Um, I've edited, I did edit the last podcast that I posted. So this is staying in, staying in. So somebody drops their phone and there's a big bang. Look out, podcast listeners, because it's going to hurt your ears. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't have time to edit a podcast in my life. Come on. <laughs> um, so we're kind, of the, we're kind of the spiritual successors to late, late night talk show hosts, right? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, we, we can go with that. Except we're better. Our legacy will live on longer. <laughs> uh, that's my prediction. <laughs> you know, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. <laughs> uh, what's going on, John? Uh, all right. So nothing, uh, nothing crazy. I did uh, just today. Um, so, so last week was my birthday. 
Um, and, right. uh, so for my birthday, really a week before my birthday, my wife got me a switch a Nintendo switch. So, um, uh, played that a little bit. But, yeah, right. Right. Could have been um, a light switch. And so, well, could have been a uh, thin, flexible been. tree branch. It could have been, but it was a, a Nintendo switch <laughs> and, uh, you know, whatever y'all uh, are today, into. I got a, got an email that the pod racing game was like 12 bucks. Oh, did you get um, it? So I got it. Yep, I got cool. it. Cool. Uh, How is it? But I haven't had a chance to play it yet. So oh, okay. Um, I'm sure it's just as good as it was on Nintendo 64. Um, Boy, I hope look so. Look forward to playing that. It, it is sometimes it is dangerous to go back and play games from your past. Uh, there are times where I have done that and thought I just I just ruined all of my memories just now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll, we will be uh, looking forward to a report on that in the future, John, when you get a chance to uh, get a chance to play it, try it out. Give us your, Absolutely. Uh, give us your review. Yeah, other, other than that, I'm, I haven't played any new games. I've been playing uh, Skyrim um, for the third time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, just really like that game and, and john it hurts me so much to hear you say that like you've got breath of the wild you've got mario odyssey <laughs> drew's, drew's over here playing octopath traveler like this beautiful gorgeous rpg uh man i've played some great games on the switch um and i actually am playing skyrim right now as well sort of but i'm doing it in vr on playstation vr like I guess it's cool because it's portable, but man, you have such a cool library to play on there. <laughs> the first thing you did is download Skyrim again. Uh, John, you're part of the problem. <laughs> but let me let me also say my son, uh, who is 10, is also playing Skyrim uh, for the first time. Okay. And so that's, that's well, now pretty He has watched you before, too. though. Uh, he has yes. When uh, uh, I, I don't remember if it was an, if it was Oblivion or Skyrim, uh, but when he was just little, I mean, very like, young. If you're telling the story, I think you're telling it was definitely Skyrim. Okay, because it was the voices, the dragon voice yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was very young and uh, got fussed on. I fussed on him for something. Uh, he'd been watching me play. I fussed on him for something at the dinner table, and uh, he immediately turned to me. And uh, said, Oof, and uh, kind of threw his hand at me uh, to do uh, one of those <laughs> dragon voice things at me and uh, did not work. Um, but yeah, so that's how old that game is because he's 10 now. <laughs> he was just like a baby then. It's crazy. Not a baby. Yeah. Very, very young. Very, very young. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, it's a, we it's were a good living, game. Uh, I'm a big Skyrim fan. I love Skyrim. Yep, absolutely. Not underrated, but very good. <laughs> the opposite of underrated, <laughs> but still very good. Uh, Drew, you've never played Skyrim, have you? No, never played it. Mm -mm. Any of the Elder Scrolls games? Morrowind, Oblivion. What are the other ones? The older ones, like Daggerfall, I think is one. Yeah, I've only uh, played uh, Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. So. Did you play Morrowind? I I had a downloadable thing that I played it on a little bit. I didn't play through it. Oh, okay. Um, on the, uh, I want to say on Steam when you were trying to get me into playing Steam. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, mainly just Oblivion, which I loved. And uh, that's one I'm kind of afraid to go back and play. Yeah, um, yeah. And then Skyrim, of course. It's my, my game on Switch right now. Yeah. So what's your build? Are you are you archer? Are you a, uh, a sword and shield? Yes, I'm archer. I'm always a a archer <laughs> that sneaks yes. and seals. <laughs> yes, uh, I think most people are. But. <laughs> and murders every chance he gets. So. Right, you can play that game any way you want to, but it's just like right. no, I'm gonna forget normal walking. I am always sneaking. <laughs> And then your sneak mode gets, you know, your sneak power gets to like a hundred. You can be walking Absolutely. in broad daylight in someone's face and they're like, did I just hear something? <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, what a fun game. All right. Let's talk about, uh, I'm excited about Star Wars this week, guys. Um, 
so this this last week, John, Drew and I did get to watch this together again. And that was a lot of fun. He was over at our house and we were we had originally play, planned to play through some more Final Fantasy VI, which we haven't touched in like six months or something. And um, we had another friend that was over and didn't want to bore him with picking up in the middle of an RPG and <laughs> trying to keep up with where we are. But those the way that this show is structured, it was really, it was really perfect because it was just kind of like we sat down and watched a movie together. And we watched all three episodes back to back and he was able to get into it and get a lot out of it, not having to see the entire series leading up to it. So I don't know if he'll watch anymore but um but uh, but that was a lot of fun a lot of fun a lot of fun to see it with people but it was the same situation where it was like oh i want to say something but i guess i'll save it (laughs) Uh, so let's talk about the plot of this uh this arc the night sisters trilogy i think is what it was called and basically what happens at the beginning of this is that darth sidious gets on the hologram with Darth Tyrannus, that's Palpatine and Dooku, and they are talking and 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 Sidious is like, dude, Ventress is a problem. And I'm starting to worry that you're trying to train her up to kill me. So you gotta kill her. And so he resisted a little bit, but eventually he just gives in and and basically orders his droid forces to turn on her in the middle of a, an intense battle against uh against the Republic forces. She ends up facing off against Obi-Wan and Anakin together in a really awesome uh, fight and has no support. And while they're fighting, Dooku fires on the ship that they're in and it blows up. But everybody narrowly escapes. Dooku doesn't realize it. He thinks she's dead. But they narrowly escape and she flies off in her broken ship and lands on her home planet of Dothomir. And she enlists the Night Sisters to help her get revenge. We get a little backstory on her as well, which we'll, we'll probably touch on in our discussion. But basically, the way that they decide they're going to go get revenge on Dooku is to pass through this like invisible invisibility smoke or something. They all turn invisible, and then they go and sneak into his his bedroom uh, at night in his in his temple and or whatever it is his his base wherever he resides and has his little. Throne, his own little personal throne room, which I guess all Sith Lords kind of have. Darth Vader has his, and he's got his. We saw Sidious's in, in Rise of the Resistance, I suppose. Um, it, I guess that is if you don't consider the second Death Star, the top of the second Death Star to be to be his, because I guess that was for a while. Anyway, um, they can't best him. He beats him. He's stronger than all three of them together. And so they. she goes back to Dothamir again and the night mother basically says hey why don't we try to, to put a mole in with him and i'll i'll get him to basically train up a new apprentice and it'll be somebody from our planet it'll be one of the males from our species and so we see these males and we find out it's very obvious that they are of the same uh of the same species i guess i guess that's the right word uh, as darth maul and so she, they, they select one of these. Basically, she beats up all the leaders until there's like only a couple guys left and they're really close friends. And, and so <clears throat> one guy's protecting the other guy against her. And she finally is like, all right, I'm going to pick you. So they take her in and they take him in back to the to the uh, to the Night Sisters base. Very female dominant culture here. And they perform some kind of witch seance on him and turn him into a monster. Um, he grows in, in size and his horns get longer and he becomes basically a mindless brute. And then the first thing they have him do is kill his friend. So pretty messed up. Savage, uh, or excuse me, Savage oppressed. Did y'all notice that? Savage. <laughs> you his name, it's Savage. But uh, Savage oppressed. I don't know if they thought they were being clever or not. It's kind of silly if you ask me. Um, anyway, he gets delivered to Dooku. Dooku trains him up. He sends him on a mission and he fails. And so Dooku is shocking him with his dark force powers to punish him. And Ventress walks in. So they, they end up fighting with Dooku, but at some point she's being real mean to Savage. And so he's like, I forget it. I'll, I'll take it. You know, I'll I'll fight both of y'all. So he starts attacking both of them. And then the, uh, the Jedi show up, Obi-Wan and Anakin pop in. And so they end up fighting, 
Savage while Dooku books it and Ventress goes after him. So it's Ventress and Dooku fighting on one end and then Savage and Obi-Wan and Anakin fighting on the other end. Um, they, let's see. Well, I don't really remember. I guess they all just kind of, nobody really beats anybody, but they all end up kind of running away um, from each other. I do remember when Savage is running away uh, man, he's just like absorbing blaster fire as he as he books it out of there. He goes back to the night mother at the end uh, after escaping, and is is pretty distraught about it, and is is crying to her about how Ventress betrayed him, and and she says, "All right, look, you've got a brother, and we're going to hook you up with him, and he'll help train you to to become a, a warrior to where you can I don't I don't know get revenge or I'm not really sure why, but basically he wants to become stronger and more powerful." And so we see the picture of his brother in this cracked crystal witch ball. And it is none other than the long assumed dead Darth Maul. Pretty cool. John, did you love this as much as we obviously did? <laughs> I loved it. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> this is so cool. The, the plot, the, uh, the battles were cool. Um, Yep, absolutely. Uh, I even I even like the whole night mother thing, and uh, I mean it was it was it was a good one. So I want to know what y'all think. Um, I'm going to kind of go through some of my notes. And what do y'all think about the Darth names? I'm curious. I always thought like Dooku was a really dumb name. I think some of the Star Wars names are just ridiculous. Dooku, I think I've mentioned Dookie. it before. Yeah, it kind of always Doo-doo. makes me think of poop. It's like a weird, dorky, dumb name that I feel like I might have picked uh, when I was five years old to be, you know, your name while we were playing. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to uh, be. You have to be. You have to be Dooku. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 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 then Tyrannus is is almost equally as dumb. Every time I hear it, I'm, I'm just thinking about a, I mean, a dinosaur. So the thing about yeah. it, like Darth Tyrannus, so just <laughs> imagine this like this short armed uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex trying to wield a lightsaber or something, you know, it's Darth Tyrannus. <laughs> and then Sidious, it's like I've always known him as Palpatine, but then in the prequels we find out he's Darth Sidious. And Darth Vader's great, but but he's really Anakin Skywalker. And I feel like that's kind of where it all came from. Was well, he's Darth Vader. But then they have to explain why he's Darth Vader. And so somebody's like, well, let's just make all the Sith Lords like have made up fun names, you know. Um, do y'all know why they do it? Do y'all have any insight as to why they give them these weird names? Make them sound intimidating, maybe? What's that? Yeah, and I kind of think of it as, you know, you're assuming a new identity. Like, uh, you know, Anakin died. Uh, Vader killed Anakin. Um, Now, of course, that that all becomes okay in the end, but that's kind of the way I think of it. It's, It's your new... Uh, identity it's uh it's uh, it's kind of the opposite of like uh um Saul's transition to Paul right like okay well now he's a good guy we got to name him something different uh and it's like Anakin Devader um yeah. that makes sense but the Maul, I like Maul Darth Maul Darth yeah Maul. that's another one hey that's I wonder cool what his name. original name is yeah uh, maybe Tim Tim <laughs> the Enchanter <laughs> <laughs> there are some who call me Tim. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has force powers to just blow stuff up randomly. Just <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just Darth Tyrannus when he he calls him Lord Tyrannus, and I just think it was it's just such a goofy name. Um. I don't know if I like it or Dooku better. I kind of like Tyrannus seems cool. Dooku seems like really just almost embarrassing. Tyrannus, I like dinosaurs. So I guess that creates a better image in my mind than poop. But um, but uh, I was just curious what y'all thought about all those names. Yeah, I mean, they just sound slightly, like I said, and I completely agree with John. 
a new identity and the new identities all sound like they're meant to be slightly intimidating, like Darth Maul, like you maul right. somebody, you know, an animal will maul you or Darth Tyrannus. You think of Tyrannosaurus Rex and how they're the, the king of the dinosaurs. They have so much power. And so, um, you know, new name, new identity, but they're ferocious. They're formidable names. Sure. We learned a lot about Ventress in this episode. Mm-hmm. What stood out to y'all about her? How much of a awesome bad guy she is. <laughs> you okay? You did it. I'm just going to clarify. You did a great job summarizing Cliff. There was just one part. I'm going to throw an extra yeah. that we didn't cover. Well, I, can't, I can't address everything. Correct. Correct. <laughs> when Ventress was you know, thrown from the, the wreckage and she was in her ship unconscious. And then those pirates yeah. rescued her, whatever. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. I've never yeah. seen the force used on what four different beings at the same time, oh, like the force right. chokehold on four different people and then throwing them to the different walls. That was awesome. Oh, as soon as, as soon as we realized they were, they were not going to play nice with her. I just, I was like, Oh, they're dead. That's, yeah, that's the end of them. And and they started off, you know, because I've been a little bit confused by by her. I was like, well, how is she really strong enough to take on Obi-Wan? Like, it's Obi-Wan, you know. But this episode really gives us some insight that, yeah, look, Darth Sidious is afraid of her. He's afraid of her. That's how strong she is. In the moment where she double force chokes um, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan at the same time just stops the battle, just goes, <laughs> both hanging from their necks. Like, oh, that was incredible. Incredible. What an awesome fight scene where she's taking both. Like, look, Obi-Wan and Anakin, arguably like two of the absolute most powerful. Je- I don't even think that's arguably. They just are two of the most powerful Jedis that have ever existed. And, and she just, she can hang both of them and, and she didn't quite beat them, but she does. She definitely is a formidable foe uh, in the face of these two, you know, giants of power. And, and you know, it, you, you understand why she's uh, on the dark side after seeing her, her history and, sure. and you know, the, the people just <laughs> giving up on her and, uh, you know, all the death around her at a young age. And uh, I just thought it was a really cool backstory. Yeah. It didn't seem super, super deep, but it definitely was, was enough to give you enough, some good context to, to help you understand that, look, she's all about revenge and you can see why she wants to get revenge on people that have hurt her and wronged her. Um, now, who was that? Was, was she trained by a Jedi? Was that, was that what we were supposed to get from, yeah, from that's that? That's what it looked so like, yeah. So he green was training her to be green. Is green always Jedi? Is that kind of what we're supposed to? I don't know. Luke had green. Yeah. I guess it is in the midst of the Jedi Order. So we don't know who this Jedi was, but he found her as a little kid. Um, she got sold off. I don't know. Some kind of a, you know, and then she had some kind of Stockholm syndrome where she cared about the guy that like bought her as a slave. And then he gets killed and she's broke up about him. And that's when this other Jedi comes along and then he trains her up like she's an actual human being until he gets killed. And she just screams and goes on a rampage. When she, when she's little, you know, she uses the force really without any training. Oh, that's right. And that's what gets that Jedi's attention. And he's like, Hey, train this one. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Very cool. Backstory. Um, and, uh, man, it makes me really, really like her character and care about her character. You know, I mean, I don't agree with her. (laughs) She's a good person or anything. She's about as bad as she gets. And, and man, we see that, right? She is just, uh, so one of the things I thought about in that second episode where it's that planet, um, Dothamir and you've got the females and you've got the males and the males are just like abused. Right, just sectioned off, living in not, not so much poverty, but basically just sitting there waiting for the women to come over and like pick them as a mate and abuse them um, violently. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty bad stuff, you know. 
And one, one of the thoughts that I had was, and they, I don't know if this is, I don't even know if I should say this, but like if it were flipped <laughs> and the genders were reversed, like this, that would not fly in any generation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You'd be like, no, we cannot have this. <laughs> but Disney Plus but would it, not be airing this right now. No, no. no <laughs> it would have never. Yeah. Like, you don't, you, we wouldn't have done that. We wouldn't have done that. would have been really messed up and, and hard to watch. Somehow it's less hard um, the way that it was. Maybe it shouldn't be less hard, but, but it was less hard to see the way it was. But, um, but man, uh, she's just brutal and evil. But, but just learned a lot of really cool things about her. So what'd you guys think about Dolphin Mirror? Creepy looking place. Wouldn't mm-hmm. really want a vacation there. Yeah. And the, yeah, uh, just now that was the same Dolphin Mirror that the men and women lived there just at different areas. Um, yeah, I got confused. There was some kind of line that was dropped where it sounded like some of the men were maybe not on the same planet. I, I yeah. I was a little confused about that myself. Um, but yeah, definitely the, the area where the women were was, was creepier. It was like pink smoke and, and stuff like that. And the, the, uh, a bog women with the, the lightsaber shooting bow and arrows or whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah. Those are cool. I I liked how they were. Go ahead. No, I was just saying the trees are branches where they had the, those pods in them. I think when we were watching it, we made like a matrix ref matrix reference. Like that's where the children grow (laughs) become witches. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I did like the combination of their tropes, right? Like they were obviously witches. It wasn't really original. They were just witches. Like they performed seances and had magic brews. Like they were witches, you know, but then they were also, assassins and they had again stereotypical they had bows and arrows and and daggers and basically the stuff you're using right now john when you play skyrim <laughs> and um, i'll tell you that that's that's part of why i like this because they yeah. referred to her as the night mother yeah now oh. in, in skyrim that the night mother is the person you like sacrifice to to get the oh, oh not the thieves right. guild the it's the, the black guild. hand to murder for you right um, is it the you know, it kind of had that feel, know. right? Yeah, they were assassins. You could hire them and sell your soul to them or whatever, and they'd go kill somebody for you, right? Which um, is the correct way to play Skyrim, right? Right, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And they wore hoods. The Skyrim and they had is better the more thing. evil you are. <laughs> that, right, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and if this was a video game, you'd definitely want to be on their team. Oh, that would be yeah. a lot more fun. That'd be, that'd be the build. I will be a, <laughs> I will be a night sister. If I ever have that opportunity in a video game, that will be my first choice <laughs> without question. <laughs> uh, um, I've never really seen the combination though of that. Well, I guess the assassins um, are sort of like that, but that, that assassin witch combo was really interesting. Um, Witches alone are, are creepy and scary. Have y'all seen the movie? I'm sure you have. I'm sure you do one of has. Drew didn't watch scary movies, I know. And John, you really don't either. Um, the Witch, where it's like two Vs came out. Nope. No. Uh, you, dude, no, that movie's great. Great movie. Highly recommend it. Uh, um, and it is really, really scary. Um, but but it makes it makes witches horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. The witches in that do things that you definitely, well, you know, I say you definitely wouldn't do in a kid's show, um, but, you know, maybe you would. <laughs> I don't want to spoil too much if somebody wants to watch that movie, but. Well, uh, and really, there were moments when this didn't even necessarily feel like a kid's show. No, because no, Because, like, like you said, we were watching it with one of our friends who had uh, his son there, and yeah. at scenes, he's, like, looking over <laughs> at us, like, is every episode this creepy, this <laughs> satanic themed? I'm like, no. He's our not. youth minister at church, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, not not really. This this is a little dark. This is a little witchcrafty than more than normal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll tell you though, I, I liked that. I liked the witch aspect here. And I liked the uh the the potions and spells and stuff and 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 I think part of why, you know, watching the original trilogy, uh, I get more of the idea of the force is this spiritual thing, right? 
Uh, and then you watch the the prequels and they kind of try to make it scientific. Um, right. and, and I like the whole aspect that there's some, there, there's some kind of unknown things out here in the star Wars, uh, universe that, yeah, they're kind of creepy. They're kind of weird. You can't just explain it off with science. And so I liked how they, they had that stuff introduced here. I'm okay with it. I kind of feel it reminded me of the way that Palpatine sort of portrays himself in rise of resistance too. He's very, it's just almost demonic and, and horrifying. Um, and it's maybe a little bit mechanical as well, but there's this weird chanting that's going on. It's almost like he's being worshipped or something. And and then there's the whole weird thing about how, like, well, you kill the Sith, and then all the Sith possess you, and you have all their powers. And, um, You're talking about Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. What did I say? Rise of the Resistance? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rise of Skywalker, not Rise of Resistance. Yeah, it, I liked it. And they, you know, they were worshipping him like that. And it yeah, was it was right. dark magic-like. Um, right. Yeah, and I, I mean, I like having that aspect in there and that being the evil, you know. Do you notice the Night Mother's voice? How she would talk and underneath there was this like whispery, deep, <laughs> that spoke along with her. Um, she'd be like, maybe we should try one of the males. And along with her, it'd say, maybe we should try one of the males. Um, and it was really just just scary. Her, like her voice was scary. Like you could tell it was more than just her. It was like her in conjunction with an evil spirit is what it, what it kind of felt like. Um, uh, yeah, cool. Cool stuff. Scary stuff. Messed up stuff. Uh, and then what they did to that, to that poor man. <laughs> yeah. He was like the good guy. He's like, let's not, let's just, let's just keep our cool. We don't want to get involved with these you know, like you could tell that Ventress was bad news. So he was telling his friend, like, hey, just try to stay out. Stay out of the way. Let's let's try to not get picked here. And then he ends up getting singled out because he's standing up for his friend. And then the first thing, I know we already mentioned this, but the first thing that they have him do after they turn him into this monster is kill his friend. Just really. Oh. So was like, he not his, whatever. his actual brother? He I got to call him brother. brother a lot. Oh, and then okay. right before okay. he said, we're kin. When he says, when they tell him to kill him, he's like, no, we're kin. Oh, so okay. my idea okay. was maybe they're actual brothers. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, I, I, I heard that. Yeah. And I, I don't know if we ever were able to distinguish between literal blood brothers, blood kin, or if it was more like the, the tribal blood bl- tribal right. kin. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think they ever really made that super clear, but. But it was messed up. Honestly, at that moment, I really hated Ventress. Like I was like this and, and all of them. I was like, this is, this is messed up and and seeing them her just beat up on these helpless helpless guys over in the, this it, this i mean they're probably not a peaceful tribe but but they seem like pretty normal you know guys as far as red-faced dudes with horns coming out of their heads go like they didn't seem especially violent uh or or battle oriented and yet she just like murders them you know just chokes them and tortures them and beats them up just mercilessly and it's part of that culture and so all of the sympathy that that first episode garnered for uh, for her it was really like a good reminder that no this is not somebody you should feel good about she is she is evil she has fully given herself over to evil and that's probably not going to change right i mean it did the darth vader i guess but um but uh, she's messed up and and that's how we need to see her so what do you guys think about Savage? It's pretty cool. I like. Uh, I'm glad we got some double lightsaber action again. Yeah. Um, you know, William liked it a lot. My son. He uh, he watched this one with me, and uh, I'm very excited about it. The whole time he was like, "Are you sure that's not Darth Maul?" And uh, I didn't want to like pause and like uh, go through the whole thing with him. So that made the end even cooler. Like, there's Darth Maul. I've been saying he was here. Uh, and so, uh, but yeah, I like Savage. Uh, I've always yeah. thought it was Savage. Um, yeah, but, Savage Oppress. I remember seeing the name and thinking, oh, it's Savage Oppress. Right. What a weird name. What a I'm not sure what's cool dumber. <laughs> <laughs> savage or Savage. So. Uh, the guy's intense, though, when they first really showed his true battle scene when he lands. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, and he's taken down droids. He, he's taken down the troopers, clone troopers, taking down the Jedi. 
I mean, he, he has no care. There is no allies in it for him. He is just strictly business, kill anyone in my way, even if they're on my side. If you're in my way, you're dead. So, um, and the battle scenes with him were really cool, I got to say. I mean, and like we talked about going later on, seeing how Dooku trained him. I mean, no wonder Ventress is so ruthless. You see how Dooku trains Savage. I mean, you know, he easily, surely did that with Ventress as well. Um, you know, and he's like, I hate you. He's like, good, use that. So, yeah. Yeah, the training sequence was really cool. In fact, you mentioned how 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 sort of brutish he was, and we saw that several times. Just very aggressive. Like, go in, don't hold back, take some hits, and give some hits. <laughs> it was his strategy. And I really liked, you saw him do that in most cases, it was very effective, right? Even against, like, Obi-Wan and Anakin. He just sort of drills through him when he, when he runs into him and throws him against the wall. Um, when he goes to attack that base, he's just barreling through crushing droids along the way, just fast and brutal and savage. I mean, he's very savage and <laughs> good to his name. But then, and oppressive. And oppressive. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, but the scene where Darth Maul is training him He's trying to he's trying to take Darth Maul out. He's just mad, right? And Darth Maul is Dooku. sidestepping. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, what did I say? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Darth Maul. Dooku. Yeah, getting all the names mixed up. But yeah, so Tyrannus. <laughs> when he's getting trained by by Dooku, the way that Dooku just is able to to know exactly how to react to this, he doesn't stand a chance against Dooku through any of it. Um, and, and I really liked one of the things I loved about this arc was how strong and formidable it made Dooku seem. Dooku is a force to be reckoned with. And, and it's, if this was, if this episode was all you saw of any of the characters there, you'd think Dooku is top tier and Obi-Wan and Anakin don't hardly stand a chance against him. You know, uh, Dooku's a beast. And, and I loved how the fighting styles clashed. You know, we, we saw, uh, I turned turned tuned you onto that channel, Drew. John, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it to you. ATAT chat on YouTube. Have you seen any of their stuff before, John? Well, if you watch it, you'll probably get spoiled no. on some fight scenes that are going to happen in the Clone Wars. So be careful, um, or just know that if you're going to watch it, you're going to see that oh, these two are going to face, or oh, these two are going to face each other. But his analysis of the fight scenes is really cool, and he gets into like the fighting styles. And I'm not always, I don't know enough about fighting, sword fighting to be able to recognize all of that. But this episode, you could tell that you had a very aggressive, forward, you know, brutal fight style with Savage clashed against the very uh, methodical and um, efficient style of Dooku. And I just thought, I thought seeing those two styles together was, was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I'll tell you, this, this arc made me like Dooku um, yeah. because I've never really cared about him. Right. Um, like, okay, some old guy, you know, and he's never, I mean, you've seen some fight scenes with him in the prequels, but I, even those, uh, even I just, I, I've never cared. Uh, yeah. You know, he's powerful because of the, you know, he definitely holds his own in the prequels. Um, but this made me like, okay, this guy is, uh, this guy's somebody to be uh, definitely dealt with um, and made me probably appreciate the, the fight scenes from the prequels more. Sure. I also think it's interesting, uh, you know, with uh, the Sidious uh, going back to him uh, telling Dooku to have his apprentice killed. Um, I think you just assume if you're, uh, uh, if you're on the dark side, that eventually your apprentice is probably going to try to kill you. Um, that's just kind of like what they do. Um, so I just uh, funny. Uh, you want them to be strong, just not too strong. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like at some point it's an inevitability. In fact, we know that we know that from from uh, Rise of Skywalker, right? That like Palpatine's a spoiler alert. Palpatine's eventual objective is that. He is yes. killed in anger by someone who will then take on the Sith legacy and absorb the powers of all the previous Sith that have come before. So like it's, it's a necessity that at some point the apprentice kill the master because that's how the master lives on through the possession 
of the apprentice, right? And so, um, so you know, we know that's, but but Sidious is obviously not ready for that to happen, and he obviously wants that to happen in a very specific way. Um, I, obviously, at this point, he's already eyeing Anakin, right? He already wants Anakin to be that, and um, and then eventually that turns into Luke, right? So he's it's like he's trying to figure out who he wants, and he definitely he definitely doesn't want Ventress to do it. I think that's pretty clear in this episode. Um, and really, he didn't want Dooku to do it either. He's just using Dooku. And, and one of the things that did, and I thought it was a good character moment, but just how much of kind of a pushover, as powerful as Dooku is, he's a pushover when it comes to Sidious, right? He didn't want to kill Ventress, but he, he didn't, what's he going to do, right? He's not going to defy him because he knows he's got to just do exactly what he says or he's in big trouble. Um because there's a lot of people that Dooku's more powerful than and Sidious isn't one of them. <laughs> and he knows it. So, uh, yeah. One of the things I cool found interesting, like actually reflecting on it, is the idea that Dooku and the, the witch mother know each other and have some sort of relationship from the past. Sure. Because Dooku makes the offer to her and says, you know, we love to welcome you back into the, the separatist alliance, blah, blah, blah. Um, but she, you know, sort of brushes it off a little bit. But if we think back to the to the separatist, if they really want you, they're going to blockade you. They're going to invade your world. And so the fact that they haven't done that yet, the fact that they haven't kidnapped anyone like they did King Katunko, um, tells you that these people are to be feared they're to be intimidated they're not pushovers like a lot of other worlds and so even the separatists even dooku recognizes the power that these night sisters possess and so um it's it's really enjoyable to know that hey you know there's someone that we just can't just push over like we would anyone else yeah one of the things that i do remember thinking I don't know if it really bothered. It bothered me a little. It didn't bother me. It just was like, oh, this this was a little bit maybe of a missed opportunity. It was when the three, when they turned invisible and they all three went in to face Dooku together. And they were all three using lightsabers. And so I know where two of the lightsabers came from. It's Ventress has a double-bladed lightsaber. I couldn't figure out where the third one may have came, what may have come from, um, why they had an extra lightsaber or why they were fighting with lightsabers. I kind of just... Would have liked to have seen some of the actual Night Sister characteristic type fighting happen there, where they're using daggers and they're using bows and arrows and that sort of thing. But, but I thought I thought we missed an opportunity there a little bit to so, see some cool Night Sister action. So the reason they were fighting with lightsabers and they were green and blue lightsabers was or, yeah, so Ventress's was blue and the other two were green, right? So that they would, uh, so that Dooku would assume that the Jedi were trying to kill him and not them. Oh, uh, that okay. was the purpose okay. of the lightsaber, uh, because yeah. uh, one of the Night Sisters was like uh, Jedi weapons, and they're like, "Yeah, we've got to, we've got to keep this up," oh, so that, that he thinks that's who's. Uh, I will say one one little thing though, uh, the the dart that got Dooku that made him right. not as powerful. Um, did they not have any like instant death poison right, that yeah. they could have got him with uh, right off the bat? Maybe, but but one thing I did pick up on in that fight, and Drew actually pointed this out, and I didn't I didn't think I actually went back and rewatched it, and I didn't think about it till afterward. Um, there were a lot of moments where only one of them was fighting him at a time, and the others were kind of standing by waiting, and most of the time when we see multiple people fighting they're all kind of going at it at once right like obi-wan doesn't stand to the side and wait for anakin to fight savage and then take his turn you know kind of like power rangers would do it'd be like they fight this putty and the other ones are just kind of dancing around them you know and waiting their turn to get get punched in the in the emblem <laughs> or whatever um the uh the the night sisters were doing that though they were waiting and what i realized was this was all about Ventress getting revenge. They weren't just trying to kill Dooku. They were trying to help Ventress get revenge. And so they dulled his senses because she just wanted to murder him in cold blood. And the others weren't, weren't taking advantage because they were trying to give Ventress the opportunity to, to have the killing blow, right? 
And, and so that's why I think that fight scene looked the way that it did and why it kind of looked like they were just kind of waiting their turn. All they were trying to do is get him pinned down so that Ventress could do what she had come to do. They weren't actually trying to take him out. And so if you, if they just used a killing dark, what's, what's the fun in that? There's no revenge in that. He wouldn't have even known it. Who, who did it, you know? Um, so that's why I think that that happened that way. So, so I, I, I agree. Um, but I also, uh, don't think the night mother ever wanted them to be successful. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think, I think, uh, and maybe, maybe not, but I'm thinking she was, she's wanting Maul and Savage Press to be her weapon. Um, and so, you know, if through this whole process is what basically brought about, uh, her being able to send Savage to Maul to get trained. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I love the moment at the end of the fight scene where he just unleashes his Sith lightning against all three of them at once. Very cool moment. There are actually three of those moments. Um, this, I guess, one per episode, really, right? The first episode, we have the double force choke on Obi-Wan and Anakin from Ventress. This one, we have the triple lightning freeze from Dooku. And then the next one, uh, it's that final fight scene, which, by the way, in my opinion, by far the coolest fight sequence when you when you take it all together that we've seen so far in the Clone Wars, um, where you had at one point, well, we'll just start from the beginning. So it starts out, you've got Ventress and Savage fighting Dooku, right? But then when uh when Ventress is basically like, just kill him. And he keeps shocking him to the ground and shocking him to the ground. He gets so mad and just turns on both of them. She's just being, she's just being nasty to him. So he's like, forget it. And and he does that same thing where he reaches up in anger and just force chokes both of them at the same time. Isn't that right? Didn't he do that to Dooku and to Ventress? Like that wasn't, or, or am yeah. I, am I getting that mixed up? I'm pretty sure that's what I remember too. Let me think here. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. When he turns on both of them, he force chokes Dooku and Ventress together. Like, that was intense. And I'm starting to think maybe that was Anakin and, and Obi-Wan, but it wasn't. It was definitely Ventress and Dooku. It was definitely Ventress and Dooku. And, and he does it against Dooku. I think that's that was the big one that's like, okay, you know, this is another level. This guy is is something crazy. When he gets angry, he gets angry, and he's just unstoppable. And so then... He goes on and, and ends up uh, fighting the two of them for a bit until Obi-Wan and Anakin walk in and Ventress and, and Dooku take off and do their little little thing where they fight each other a little bit more. Um, but then Savage, Obi-Wan, and Anakin, that was a cool moment. They're like, oh, we'll take him together. And you just see them both get flung back into the wall. <laughs> and you don't only see him until later when they come out of the doors and, and they're all fighting together, he's fighting both of them at the same time. And it's all real aggressive. You know, his style is kind of like Anakin's style. I feel like Anakin's always super aggressive in his fighting. And, uh, and I think Savage took that to another level. Um, but he's taken Anakin and Obi-Wan both at the same time. Um, and then when he comes out and the droids are firing on him and Obi-Wan and Anakin are kind of like stepping back, like, oh, well, looks like these droids are going to just attack. They're not after us. They're after him. He is just taking shots. Like, they, he's not blocking these shots. He must have gotten hit four or five different times, maybe more than that, by blaster shots. And he just keeps going. Uh, just very much a, a uh, what's the thing you do on Final Fantasy, Drew? What is it called? I'm trying to think of the word. Berserk. It's like a berserker, right? The berserk status effect in Final Fantasy just makes you attack. You can't, you don't have any option. You can't select anything else. You can't heal. You can't imagine. You just attack. And that's kind of what, what his, his constant fight mode is. is he's just berserking the entire time, uh, taking shots and, uh, or John in Skyrim. It's, it's the orcs have that power. Did you ever play as an orc in Skyrim? I think I have before. So when you're an orc in Skyrim, every race yeah. has like a special power button where you hit the button and you have the, when you hit the orcs button, your, your vision turns red <laughs> and you're like invincible for a minute. And for like, you know, 10 seconds or 20 seconds, you can just, your, your power doubles or triples and you can't be hit. You just go in and you can just brutalize everybody around you with an ax. So uh, I'll tell you, that's, that's what's so scary about Savage is yeah. he is so strong. 
yeah. and you know so brutal uh, and then you think he's going to go be trained by somebody that is very graceful and yeah, intentional i mean think of uh, episode 1 is not my favorite but it is one of my favorite lightsaber scenes i mean it, it really is and it's because of darth maul uh, and that actor in the the uh, martial arts and stuff that he does in that scene. So you think, get this guy that's just like Hulk, you know, not graceful, just bust through people, and combine him with person, yeah. that uh, that that graceful fighting. Uh, pretty terrifying. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. Excited to see what happens with Savage and Maul. Excited to see Maul come back. Excited to see um, exactly how this show explains him still being alive. Because <laughs> he did definitely get chopped in half and fell down a, you know, ridiculously And that was the perfect, like, cliffhanger hole. with just his picture <laughs> in the crystal ball, you know, as the last right. scene of the arc. That was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. We're getting to some fan service stuff, and I'm pumped about it because... As as disappointing that as the zero trilogy was, these are just this is just a few episodes later, and I'm hoping they got some of the the junk out of the way, got some of the annoying characters killed, um, maybe satisfied the corporate overlords and made them see the error of their ways. Of again, this is just my headcanon for what happened in the script writing rooms, <laughs> in, in requiring them to keep readdressing all this stupid stuff from the movie, and now it's like all right. Look, we're going to bring in Maul. <laughs> like, it's going to be awesome because everybody loves Darth Maul. And, and we're going to do it in the most awesome way that we can possibly think of. So anything else, guys? All right, let's rate it. I'll go first. I don't think I ever go first when we rate. I haven't actually thought of my rating yet. So let's see. Oh, I really want to give this a 10. I, I don't think it's a 10. I think it's a 9. It's a 9. Yeah, it's close to a 10. I feel like I'm, I'm missing a little something for the 10. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but some just just maybe more shocking or impactful moment. Um, some Something that really, really reveals something deep about a major character. And we got some of that, I guess. But, uh, but man, I loved so much about this arc. I loved the fight scenes. I thought we had the best fight scenes so far in the series with that final fight scene that, that we saw. And there was a bunch that was, that was just really there to love um, a lot of moments that I just thought, Whoa, uh, especially with like the double force chokes and then the lightning and, and sort of those moments where you had that surge of power come from one of these bad guys. Um, really, really cool stuff. Nine out of 10. So we're going to get some tens eventually, but this one's, this one's close. It's not quite there. All right, I'll go. So, so for me, uh, I'm a 10. Um, okay. and, and I'll tell you why I'm a 10. This is my first 10, but, uh, if I did not know that Darth Maul was still alive until I saw this episode, uh, I feel like that is that shocking. Yeah. What yeah. in the world? And, and again, I said, William was watching it with me and I saw that reaction, you know? What? Okay. He's dead. Yeah. He can't. That can't. Didn't he die, Dad? You know. Uh, and so for me, it's a ten. Uh, you, all this character development, and then one of the coolest Star Wars villains is not dead. Okay. Hey, that's fair. That's a great argument. That's a great case for a ten. That's awesome. Drew. I'm going to give it a a nine. It, it is so close to a ten for that exact reason, John. And if if I hadn't known that Darth Maul would still be alive, stinking Disney Plus advertisement, <laughs> I, I would give it a 10. Yeah. Um, the fight scenes were phenomenal. They were smooth, fluid. They were purposeful. It wasn't a fight scene just for a fight scene. It actually had a real purpose behind it. The fan service, like we mentioned, bringing in Darth Maul, the, the backstories with Savage and Dooku, I loved the character, the building up of the characters there. And it was just a lot of fun. We got to explore a new world and it wasn't just one and done. We actually got to explore it and get to see the culture and, you know, 
how it was really messed up, you know, with the, the male female dynamic that they went into depth and actually made made a story with this world, not just a world for having a world. And so I really appreciated that too. So for all those reasons, I'm giving it a nine. Well, I mean, we've seen new worlds before, Drew. You remember the, um, the lemur planet? Yes. We, that was a new world. Oh, I remember. I can't forget. <laughs> no, I can't forget that planet. <laughs> I almost wish that, um, separatist weapon had worked but <laughs> yeah oh i definitely do i definitely do yeah uh what a cool what a cool art can't wait to see more darth maul can't wait to see more of savage can't wait to see more adventurous can't wait to see more of dooku just so much to look forward to and um let's see there's one other thing i wanted to mention what was that oh yeah that just one of the things i noticed from this arc that really elevated it for me. And and the first time I noticed it was the beginning of the third, was it the second or the third? Um, you know, I don't, I don't remember. I, I think maybe it was the second episode. Maybe it was the beginning of the second episode. There was a scene where it was raining. I forget where they were, but it was raining and there was a clone troop ship and some clones walked out of the back of that ship at night and their visors were kind of glowing in the dark and, uh, the rain was coming down, and and that was like a moment where I thought, dude, the animation in this series has definitely gone up a notch. Uh, just the coloring and the lighting, and and I rewatched I rewatched some some of this after we saw it, Drew, and uh, after we watched it together, we went back and just watched a few moments again, just to sort of remind myself of a few things, and just because I wanted to see them again. But but I really noticed that the 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 quality of what visuals were on screen is definitely elevated compared to where it was at the beginning of the series. So I, I couldn't be more excited about what we're going to see going forward in this, in this series. All right. I'm going to check the email. I didn't do that before the podcast. Let me just glance. We have a new email. Um, Pand this is from Pandora just dropped new music from Drake. <laughs> I guess I'm getting Pandora junk mail now. Uh, that's our, that's our email. Pandora knows who we are. Pandora knows who we are. <laughs> Guys, we have arrived. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I, I post the podcast on Pandora. Pandora knows because I forced them to know. <laughs> uh, all right. No emails this week, but, um, but we surely we have a review, right? There's gotta be a review in here. Let's just see. Pod, go to podcasts, search all podcasts. Yeah, I, we've got to have another iTunes review, right? Or at least a rating. Surely our fans have come through for us by now. Start, oh, start can't search for Star Wars because our podcast doesn't show up if you just search for Star Wars. But type in Star Wars Brothers Podcast. Here we go. Okay. Come on. Oh, here it is. Here it is. No new reviews, no new ratings. So Sorry, guys. Sorry to just sorry to end this great, exciting episode on such a downer. We got nothing. I'm sure they just take a long time to write because that's probably true. you know there's you a gotta lot find the right words. About. You know that's right. That's right. Our marketing team's been a little light lately. You know they need to get on the ball again. <laughs> uh, uh, I ran a I actually ran an ad for this podcast. Y'all remember like right at the beginning. Like first episode I posted, I, I put it on, on Facebook and I ran it just like, I think I spent a dollar or two <laughs> and ran a Facebook ad and we got like 300 likes. <laughs> <I remember that. laughs> I'm pretty sure it was from a bunch of fake Facebook accounts Yeah, um, in, right. in some form. They were all from the same country. I won't, I won't throw that country under the bus, but you can go on our, our Facebook page and find out. But I think it was just a bunch of fake, fake accounts where I don't know if they were what they were doing or why they were liking it. But I, I didn't get the feeling that any of it was legitimate because our listens did not go up at all. <laughs> we got nobody listening to it uh, more than any other week. And and yet we got like 300 likes. So anyway, for our next week, here I am on our Facebook page, looking down through the list, uh, the Senate trilogy, the night sisters trilogy. I have no idea what, this next trilogy involves, but it is called the Mortis Trilogy, M-O-R-T-I-S, episodes 
15, 16, and 17 from season three. The first one's called, do y'all want me to read the episode names or would you rather just watch it? I don't think it'll be spoilery, but we did have one. I'm going to read them anyways. All right, so it's yeah, the, go for it. It's first episode is Overlords. The second episode is Altar of Mortis, and the third one is Ghosts of Mortis. Uh, no idea. Helps me none. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a good feeling, good vibe from this uh, from this list here. And I also like that we're just going in sequence. We watched 12, 13, and 14. Now we're doing 15, 16, 17. Next week we'll do 18, 19, 20, and 21 and 22. So I feel like we're on a good uh, good trajectory here where we're not jumping around as much. And there's going to be a little bit more thought put behind these these arts. So should be good. Guys, that was fun. Yeah. Had a good week. All right. Yep. And uh, to everybody out there, thanks for listening. No, it's, it's Russian, but I mean, it could oh. be. I don't know. <laughs> well, what are you in such a hurry for? And with that statement right there, we just lost whatever listener we had.